Welcome back, everyone, to another Better Health episode. And today is all on genetics. Uh, many times when people get their genetics tested, we're able to look at their apogene. And this is oftentimes correlated with Alzheimer's. It's the gene that people look for if they're like, am I going to get Alzheimer's or not? But there's so much more that you can look at with this gene other than Alzheimer's. And I just want to remind everyone that no matter what you have when it comes to this gene, what variants you have, it doesn't matter because, well, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter, but don't that as the end all be all because of the fact that how you live your lifestyle, what you eat, what you do, how you think, all can affect how the genes are expressed. And even if you're at risk per se for Alzheimer's, that doesn't mean you're going to get it because you can change your lifestyle to influence to hopefully not get it. So, and many times when people have the Alzheimer's um, alleles of variants, it, they might not even have much of a risk because of thinking about your genetic heritage and your background that way. So it might not even mean that you're going to get it. So diving into the APO gene, it's known as the apolipoprotein E. Um, that's why it's APOE for the abbreviated gene. And it's a lipid binding protein that moves triglycerides and cholesterol throughout the body, including the brain. And so start to think about that, the effects of moving that throughout the body, including the brain. And Alzheimer's is a major influence on the brain. So when you look at this gene, you're looking at many times is the person E2, E3, E4. If you, it depends on what you have when it comes to that. And it has two of those. So you could be E2, E3, or E2, E2, or you could be E2, E4, or E4, E4. So that's how you look at it. Um, and oftentimes the E4, whether you have one or it's paired up, that is when um, people are like, oh, I'm going to have Alzheimer's because the E4 is most correlated with that. And so um, the E2 and E3 alleles are most common in farming communities, while the E4 allele is most common in hunter-gatherer communities. And so not necessarily like today's day and age, but years ago, um, the E2 and E3 were most common with the farming communities. So think, you know, Northern European in um, a landlocked area where they, they farmed, they had sheep that is more common with E2 and E3. And I am an E3, E3. So I'm more of the farming background. And it makes sense because my ancestors, they're from Germany and Poland, and that's what they did. They more so were farmers. And so then those are the hunter-gatherer communities. Those are most common in Central Africa with 40% or so of people with the E4 um, variant being from Central Africa. Oceania, 37%, and Australia, 26%. So oftentimes I like to think, okay, hunter-gatherer, Aborigines, more tribal, they are the hunter-gatherers and they're most associated with that E4 allele. And so you can be paired up, like I said, you could be E2, E2, you could be E2, E3, you could be um, E4, E4, E3, E4, E2, E4. Um, there's many different combinations. Um, it's just mainly looking at the two together. So like I said, E3, E3 is the most common in farming communities. And some of the um, qualities associated with them is they have a great cognitive fitness. 
They're prone to better cholesterol levels. They have a higher viral protection and they have a better response to the good compounds that are in plants. Then if we're looking at the E2 allele, this is even more rare with only about 7.2% of the population carrying one of those. Um, and in this E2 is even more protective of cognitive health and heart disease, even better when it comes to longevity. They have an increase in the protein, which correlates to better cholesterol and triglycerides and the good cholesterol HDL increases even more with endurance exercise. So if you're doing a lot more endurance, your good cholesterol is increased even more. And so if we're looking at someone with an E2-E2 pairing, they're at the lowest risk for Alzheimer's while the E2-E3 pairing follows very close behind with a low risk for Alzheimer's, just not quite as good as E2-E2. And then the E3-E3 follows behind that. So still a low risk for Alzheimer's if you're E3-E3. Um, it's just not quite as low as the E2-E2 and then not quite as low as the E2-E3 in regards to risk. Then if you are someone that carries any of the E4, so this would be correlated with E4-E4, E3-E4, or E2-E4. This is correlated with the hunter-gatherers like mentioned before, and they're most common in indigenous populations. Um, it is also known to correlate with Alzheimer's. However, that risk is nearly diminished if you are of Hispanic descent and African. So despite having that, Oftentimes, if you're more Hispanic or African, you are at a low risk for Alzheimer's despite having the E4. And then also even Australians show better cognition in age despite the E4 allele. So this is why knowing your ancestral background can really help when paired with what your genetics look like right now. Well, they're always staying the same, but in regards to what your genetics is compared to your ancestral background. And so despite the risk for Alzheimer's, depending on your origin, um, the E4 carries a higher levels of vitamin D and calcium, which is very beneficial, higher progesterone levels, and which equals better fertility. So progesterone is an amazing hormone that women have and produce in the second phase of their cycle. So after ovulation, um, women have high, well, should hopefully have higher progesterone levels during that time. And it rises and progesterone is really amazing, um, for keeping someone calm, um, keeping anxiety at bay also for revving up the metabolism and preparing possibly, um, for a baby. And now if no egg is implanted, then it doesn't even pertain to you know, <laughs> having the baby and preparing for that, but it prepares just in case. And so progesterone is really an amazing, amazing hormone. And so those with the E4 allele have higher progesterone levels and that's correlated with better fertility. They also have better utilization of fatty acids in energy expenditure. So you use your fatty acids better when you are exercising and you are using your energy along with a higher tolerance um, with bacterial infections. Now, this is not the same as viral infections, which the E2 and E3 have a better tolerance for um, viral, 
However, if we go to the E4, they don't have as good of a tolerance for viral, but they have a really great tolerance with bacterial infections. So think about this. If they were hunter-gatherers, they were traveling a lot, um, they, were they were coming in contact with different bacterias, they have a better tolerance for that. Then if we're looking at the E2-E4 pairing and the E3-E4 pairing, they have the same risk for Alzheimer's. Um, they just have to, they tend to have less cognitive fitness and creatine in the brain with age, along with less viral and pollution protection. Um, beta carotene, which is also known as vitamin A levels and less. So they have, let me rephrase that. So they have less viral and pollution protection, um, less vitamin A levels, and then also less of a response to the benefits of plant compounds. So think about the E2 and E3, especially the E3, E3, they have a really great, um, response to good compounds and plants. On the other hand, the E4 allele doesn't have as good of a response to it. So this is a little bit of information in regards to deep diving into the benefits and the weaknesses of each of the alleles when it comes to the APO gene. And there really is benefits to each single one. Um, not each, no single one is um, singled out when it comes to bad things. Each one has their downfalls and each one has their benefits. So what are some of the action steps that one can take when you receive a genetic test based on your results with apogene. So if you're someone that doesn't contain or carry the E4 allele, then non-phospholipid omega-3s work really great along with exercise and endurance workouts. And so you can get omega-3 supplements that are either non-phospholipid or phospholipid. And it really just depends on the fish that was used and how it was processed more so. And also the exercise and endurance workouts is really great for them too. If you do carry the E4 um, allele and specifically have more of a Northern descent, so Northern European, then focusing on a hunter-gatherer style diet is key. This is similar to a paleo diet. Um, it's just more so a hunter-gatherer diet. And this diet focuses on protein, choline, think eggs. For example, choline is very heavily... Um, in eggs, and then fish omega-3s, more so like the phospholipid omega-3s, berries, nuts, seeds, antioxidants, low-carb diet, high potassium, and, and also avoiding alcohol is really important with that allele. I'm not saying you can't have it ever, but just being more conscientious of the fact that you carry the allele, and when you have alcohol, it's going to affect you a little bit more. Um, cardio for 30 minutes, five times a week has great improvements on your health, especially mentally, and then living more rural. So think away from pollution, um, having a very solid sleep schedule, and then also fasting for 13 to 16 hours is really beneficial as well. So there are steps that you can take to improve your apogene and improve your chances of not getting, um, Alzheimer's as well. This is a side note, the apogene is also correlated with exercise and your recovery of exercise. So for example, if depending on what apo allele you have, um, apo can be associated with inflammation. And so depending on the allele you have, you can be more susceptible to inflammation. Um, and that's something to also keep in mind as well. Um, but I just wanted to focus more so on um, 
the characteristics behind each one and then the characteristics when it comes to Alzheimer's as well. Hopefully you learned something from this. If you did and you know that someone could benefit from it, feel free to share. As I've said before, it really helps to get the word out there and to get the podcast um, growing as well. And if you uh, feel the need to, please rate, review, and subscribe because it really does make a difference and it means a lot. So hopefully you have a great rest of your day wherever you are and bye for now. 